Welcome to YPN's Breakfast Podcast. Please enjoy while Aaron Galvin, Amy Galvin, and John Aleman share time management advice. Okay, so now it's time to introduce our amazing speakers. First, and I will introduce them all one by one, bring them up, and then we'll begin. So first we have Aaron Galvin. He is the CEO and founder of Luxury Living Chicago Realty, a development-focused real estate brokerage offering the highest level of service experience in the apartment and for sale real estate industry. Aaron manages a team of realtors responsible for over $350 million in rental volume and over $100 million in sales volume in downtown Chicago. LLCR has also consistently been named to the Inc. 5000 as one of the 50 fastest growing real estate companies in America. Please join me in welcoming Aaron. We also have Amy Galvin. She is the co-founder of Luxury Living Chicago Realty. As managing partner, she oversees the brokerage business and manages the sales and marketing team. As a member of the company's leadership team, she works hard to foster a strong team dynamic across the company. Please join me in welcoming Amy. Next, we have John Alleman. John is an accountability coach who specializes in helping people set goals and achieve them. He is part of the founding team at High Tide, a wellness platform that is designed to facilitate goal achievement. Everyone, please join me in welcoming John. Okay, so we're running a slightly different breakfast format today than we're used to. So this is designed to make this as interactive as possible. We'll have three time management topics that we chose specifically for our speakers. And we're going to ask our panelists a few questions surrounding one topic and then open up the floor for questions from you before moving on to the next. So our first topic of discussion is balancing real estate and family. Aaron and Amy, how do you balance being parents and spouses with the time management requirements work demands from you? I'll kick us off on this one. Well, first of all, I want to say that it is not easy. So we're going to sit up here and we're going to give you tips and we're going to tell you about our experience and we maybe will make it sound easy, but it is not. (laughs) Um, So as the mom in the family, a couple years ago, I found myself feeling kind of resentful towards Aaron, honestly, uh, because I would work all day and then I would come home and I would have to think about dinner, make dinner, clean up dinner, think about our kids' schedules the next day. And he just got to kind of sit on his phone and play with the kids. And then I read an article about a working mom. She was a lawyer, and she felt the exact same way that I did. And it really resonated with me. And she sat her husband down, and she had a conversation with him. And she said, look, I need help. And I said, this is me. I I need to ask for help. So I showed Aaron the article. He read it, and I said, I need your help. I cannot do it all. And I don't want to do it all. I want to be able to work. I want to be able to have time for myself. And I want to be able to have time for the kids. So you need to help me. So the first thing you need to do is you need to ask your significant other to help share the load with you. That's my number one tip. Yeah, that definitely happened. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I remember that article well. 
Um, and it really, it, it is about communication also, and I think you will find with Amy and I that we are very strong communicators and, and really do have radical candor amongst ourselves and we'll tell each other when we need something. Um, so I think, you know, really since that article, and it's been a little bit different in terms of, you know, as our kids have grown, our kids are 10 and seven and a half now. So that's a very different point in life. But I think what I've also figured out in having this relationship with Amy and her sharing that with me is that as the husband or father in the family, if I want something, you can't expect your wife to do everything. So for example, if I want pretzels without salt on them and she didn't get them from the store, I have to go get them from the store because she did that already. And you just have to recognize that, that like the, the, the women in our lives, our significant others have a lot on their plates as well. And I think what really becomes very, very important is, is a level of empathy and understanding what your significant other is going through and being able to communicate and have those conversations because chances are that you're really, you're, you're having some of those same kinds of feelings. Um, I think another piece, and you know, Amy mentioned that you know, I would sit and play with the kids. I think what's really important, especially as a father, and I, I, I really learned this over the years, is to not compare yourself to an Instagram world. You have to look inward and say, what is it that you need out of being a parent? And, and be intentional in what you're doing in that and recognize that it is very much, at least for me, a quality over quantity equation. So I work really hard, I work a lot. Um, you know, but on the weekends, I will take a full Saturday off from work. I will not check email. I do not check text messages. And if I'm with my kids, my kids know that that is my time with them. And quite honestly, like, that's enough for me. Like I know that I'm having a great day with them. It goes into Sunday, we have brunch, and then while I certainly interact with them and have breakfast in the morning and see them in the evenings, that quality time is really, really important. And then, John, to turn this to you a little bit, what kind of advice do you give when parents who are overwhelmed or friends who are having trouble kind of juggling their work-life balance come to you for advice? Yeah, I would continue to piggyback what Aaron was saying is to really turn the lens around and really take a look at your life, right? And start to prioritize your schedule instead of uh, allowing that schedule to, uh, to your schedule, your priorities, instead of prioritize your schedule, right? So it's like, why am I doing this for? I like to, to start the day with why, what am I rooted down in, right? And I'm rooted down in my own confidence and clarity and what I'm known for activating within people. That's happiness, right? And that's a deep sense of appreciation for life. So I get up, I watch the sunrise, I have some coffee with a little MCT oil, right? Because like the best time to consume saturated fat is when your body is in the absence of sugar. So reduce of any carbohydrates. And then, you know, I go about my day, I got a big day ahead, so I have some protein and some fat. I had some eggs and some avocado to fully satiate me, right? So just adding these micro, small wins throughout my day that continue to root down in what I'm here to do, right, is appreciate life. I do that by appreciating myself, by taking care of my body, and really, uh, uh, communicating that's a big one is communicating my why and my my clarity and that's continuing to to just come back into the, the lens around me and why am I doing this for right 
That's so interesting that you find that the food that you're putting into the body in, in the morning helps you with your mental clarity throughout the rest of the day and helping with your communication. Oh, That's yeah. very interesting. Heck yeah. Um, okay, and now this is the part where we open it up, right? So if you have any questions about fam balancing family, real estate, friends, anything like that, we are opening the floor to you. Yes. Again, I, I would go back to communicating with your significant other, and I think empathy is so important in a relationship because you have your opinions and they have their opinions, and to really stop and say, I'm gonna see this from the other person's side, and yes, corporate America has very different schedules and demands, and sometimes, you know, in corporate America, you're able to clock out at five or six. And in real estate, it is 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it does not stop. Um, so I think it's also setting up the boundaries, too, and, and saying, like, what's acceptable. Um, I have a lot of women that work um, in our brokerage, and they're moms, too, a, a lot of them, you know, and they're trying to figure out how to balance their real estate careers with motherhood. And I encourage a lot of them to team up with each other so that they can share and support each other because kids get sick, babysitters cancel, things like that happen. And so if you have some team members that you can get together with, their moms too, you guys can relate to each other and share experiences, learn from each other. Um, but again, it comes back to communicating with your partner. Yeah. I mean, to, to echo on that, I think what also is really important is when you do have a significant other, I can't, again, can't overemphasize empathy enough, but making time for each other, I mean, I think it goes without saying that you really do need to find those, those date nights or those periods of time where you can just be one-on-one. -on -one. Inevitably, because of where we are in life, work is going to come up but really being intentional about having a specific date night and, and knowing what's going on in your spouse's life is really, really important, especially when you have kids, because kids can, can, can be in the way. I mean, they can be there all of the time and not allow you to have adult conversations. So really being intentional about that is, is very important as well. Michael. So with, with real estate, you know, very often being 100% commission, you know, you have a date night set up, you, you make time for yourself, you're on vacation, whatever, and, and a call comes in, and you don't recognize the number, and that could be, that could be an $800,000 listing, or a, you know, whatever it might be, where it, that represents possibly a lot of money. Uh, how, do you, how do you manage expectations on, you know, with buyers, with clients, with coworkers, whatever, so that they know, like, hey, this time is, is kind of my time, and, you know, today people, it's like, I want it now, now, now. How do you, how do you kind of take care of those, that, that area of it? Yeah. I mean, it's a great question. I think I. It, he asked, "How do you manage expectations when somebody calls you and you're on vacation or something like that, so that your time is your own?" Yeah. Is that kind of the gist of it? Yeah, like you, you can you can block off your own time, but that doesn't mean that someone may not call in. Mm -hmm. That that could be a deal that represents thousands of dollars. So it's like, do I take it? Do I not? Do I step away? Like I'm with my kid. Like how do you kind of balance that? So I'm in a very fortunate position. I have a great team that works for me and can handle that. But I do understand and empathize with everybody and a lot of our brokers, a lot of our team members that way. 
My take on that though is that if you are in the moment and you're with your kids or you're with your wife or quite honestly you're with a client, you never know what's gonna be on the other end of that phone call and that can throw off your entire day. So if you're really focused on what you're doing with the person that you're with and don't really think about that other thing, chances are that you're going to be able to get back to them in a certain capacity. It might be a quick text, hey, I'm with a client, I'll get back to you at five o'clock. People just wanna know that you've got it. I think that yep. you know, within our company, we have what we call a got it culture. We just want somebody to know that they got it. You know, We use a system called Basecamp for an internal um, culture and, and project management, and they have something called boosting. And within the boosting, it's a lot of different emojis. I cannot overemphasize the importance of managing both your team and managing your clients by emoji. Because I think it really does help somebody understand where you are. Just give them a got it and tell them you want to give them the best service and you'll get back to them. Yeah, I think it's about setting expectations. Um, so if you are going to go away on a vacation and you're working with current clients, obviously new clients, they don't know your schedule, but preparing your clients that you're going to be out of town, I think people are really understanding of that. And they know that everybody deserves a break and deserves a vacation. And you know, you just politely say, hey, I'm going to be gone. You give them a really advanced notice. A lot of our brokers actually put it um, in their email signatures when they're going to be gone for long periods of time. And maybe overseas, they'll start putting it in their email signature. I'm going to be out of town, the state, the state. And you let them know, um, I'm leaving. I'm not going to be super accessible. Here's my team member. If you can, again, pair up with someone that can help you with your business while you're gone, that's always really great. Um, it gives some people opportunities they wouldn't have otherwise. And it also ensures that your clients are getting taken care of. Amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? Yeah, no, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like John's role question. in this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> a good question. Inhale a little bit. But my question was, and I just want to say I appreciate the information that all of you guys have given us, especially you, because in the mornings, you're right, how you start your day does dictate how your day will go. And I've noticed that depending on what type of foods you eat and juices and exercise, it does help your mental and physical ability. But my problem, like most of us, I'm sure, because you've already mentioned that, organization. Do you, for your week, do you start Sunday and put down your tasks or goals for the whole week? And, and or do you do it daily and try to do, accomplish those tasks daily? And distractions always come. I sometimes find myself looking for distractions because yeah. I call it grunt work. I don't want to do it. But you have to get it done. So how do you focus or how do you dictate how to do those tasks and goals to make sure you accomplish what you set out to do? Yeah. That was a, a powerful question. It was. Um, because it's one that is of growth, right? And it's turning the back, the, the lens back on us and how can we continue to, to define our life, right? And that's getting clear. 
having clear expectations that we're placing on ourselves to deliver. And one thing that I did, I actually I went to a Tony Robbins event, you know him, he's really high energy, and I left there super motivated to get clear on my goals. So I took I spent 15 minutes writing down 50 things that I want, right? Just addressing questions, who do I want to be, what do I want to see, what do I want to achieve, right? What do I want to have and what would I like to continue to share? And I got really clear on those goals on why I want those things. Okay, and then those can be your long-term goals, short-term goals, but then you're talking about these small wins, right? These confidence boosters, I like to call them. These are the day-to-day accomplishments that literally their accomplishment gives you confidence to go on. So what is it that you want to set for yourself that's going to get you to where you want to go? It's defining where do you want to head to, okay? And then let's, let's operate from that, let's turn around, let's operate from that place already and just come from what is that feeling gonna give us already? How are we gonna show up in this world? How are we gonna be, right? How are we gonna present ourselves? Let's continue to operate from that place and just start adding in all the good stuff. It's a process of inclusion rather than restriction. Let's start adding in that good stuff. I wanna see the sunrise every day. I wanna have that green morning smoothie, right? That spinach, broccoli, kale, a little PB2, right? Peanuts without the high fat component in there. It's pure protein, you know? And then just start adding all this good stuff and all of a sudden I'm really clear on what I'm, I have to say to everyone, you know? Is that helpful? John, your energy is so great. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. um, and MJ's question is actually perfect because that's segueing us right into the next topic, which is um, time management tools and tips. So to kind of echo what MJ is saying, Amy and Aaron, what's the first thing you do each day to prepare for work? So I'm not going to have as much energy as John. That's really hard to compete with. But I can, and usually I'm pretty energetic. I, I cannot agree more in how important that morning routine is. Morning is what sets it off the right way. So going back to your question about, you know, is it Sunday night? For, for me, it is definitely the night before. It's actually really when I'm leaving the office so that I can fully understand and really visualize what my next day is going to bring. So I think about what do I need to bring from the office at this time to be prepared tonight and in the morning, where's my first meeting? What am I gonna be wearing tomorrow? Because and you, when you start thinking about those things that early on, it becomes an even an easier decision-making process. I also know that Amy's <laughs> gonna ask me, what time is your first meeting in the morning? So I have to be prepared for that. So again, going back to that communication and relationship with your significant other, is really important so they understand where you're coming from. But here is one of the most important things that I will say all day, and I know it's probably one of the most difficult things to believe. When I wake up in the morning, I do not check my phone. I will say that again. When I wake up in the morning, I do not check my phone. It is the absolute worst thing you can do to start out your day. <laughs> because again, to my point, answering Michael's question before, you never know what's gonna be on that phone. But you know how you slept, you know the state of mind you're in, and you know what is gonna happen within your own household, because those are the things that you control. So the first thing that I'll do is I'll wake up and I will have breakfast with my kids. I will fully engage with them. Um, we'll make breakfast together. We'll have coffee. We'll sit. And it's, you know, it's 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes at the most before we take them to school or, or camp during the summer. Um, and, and really that's where, that, that's how my day starts in a perfect world. From there, I will then go upstairs. I'll grab my phone, but only because my meditation app is on the phone. So I use a meditation app called Headspace. Highly recommend checking it out. Raise your hand if you, if you meditate. 
so that, that's awesome. That's probably about like 40, 50% of the room. Um, so Headspace is probably one of the most popular apps. Uh, a guy by the name of Andy does all the guided tours. It's the most soothing voice in the world. Um, and it's just a really great way to start your day and there are so many different choices when it comes to meditation. Again, meditation is your own thing. It can be five minutes, it can be 10, it can be 15, but what is most important is that you do it for yourself and for nobody else. Um, after I meditate, the next thing that I will do is I will actually read something that is completely outside of our industry. And I do that because I really feel like having dynamic life experience, understanding what's happening in the world around us, makes us better real estate professionals. It can be about marketing, it could be about the stock market, it could be something self-help, um, but it's something that's not real estate specific. So now I've been up about an hour, hour and a half, and my real estate day hasn't started yet. So all this space exists now. Now I check my phone. Now I look and see what kind of fires might be happening. But that's a very different way to start the day, and then the rest of the day becomes that much smoother. Um, so my day, yeah. <laughs> my day also starts the night before, and it starts with going to sleep, because sleep is so important for your brains. Uh, we used to stay up very late into the night working all night long and we would be exhausted and run down the next day and we were not productive. So I go to bed at a normal hour. I wake up on the earlier side because then I exercise in the morning because exercise makes you feel good and happy. <laughs> um, and I can't, I mean, the days that I don't work out in the morning, I'm not as positive. And, and that's, that's the honest truth. Um, so I do hit the gym, try to do something physical, move. I also eat breakfast every day because you have to fuel your body, to John's point. Fuel it with the right things, though, because uh, that will dictate how you feel for the rest of the day as well. Um, and then I'm with the kids, I drop them off, but the one thing that I do is prioritize. So even though I have things in my calendar, my digital calendar, I will actually, I carry around a notebook. Anyone who works with me has seen my pink notebook that I carry around with me. Um, and every day I write down what I have going on that day. So first I'll write down all the meetings or events that I have to attend because to me writing it down actually reinforces what I have going on. And then from there, I'm able to figure out the times and the space that I have to get work done, whether that's checking my emails, responding back to people, working on bigger projects, helping my brokers move some things forward. Um, so that helps me prioritize what are, I try to think about what are the three to four most important things that at the end of today, I want to have checked off or moved forward. And so you cannot pick 10 things a day. It's impossible. So don't overwhelm yourself. I like three to four. It's very manageable to me. And that's, that's how I prepare myself for the day. So John, we'd like to hear this from you as well, but with a bit of an emphasis on your perspective from clients who are in a job similar to everybody here where they're working nights and weekends, they're feeling burnt out, especially if they don't have a team to help them. Yeah. What kind of advice do you give uh, for their daily routine? Amazing. At first, I would come into deep appreciation for the opportunity that we have right, to create the life that we want. Right, and being a realtor, I was actually a, a leasing agent way back, like when I was 20, that was uh, 12 years ago. Uh, but I was a leasing agent, but to, the ability to have 
control of your own schedule to a certain extent, right? And again, coming from that place of, uh, of scheduling your priorities, um, it, where we're just doing a good job doing that, it's like, this is my life, right? And this is how it, I'm gonna best support my, or put my oxygen mask on first to put myself in a better position to take care of other people, right? That's just getting clear on who I am and then what I'm here to give and then just scheduling that in. And then coming into appreciation with those small wins. So it is, uh, back to uh, the, the wonderful lady's question, was reviewing what you're setting out to do. Because it's, it's one of those things, it's out of sight, out of mind. It's like, uh, um, you gotta review that and you gotta reflect on uh, where you're at. So I like to call that running back the tapes, right? throughout the week it's like what I set out this week what, what wins that I have right and even where I could have gotten better right so Fridays it's like I run back and then it's like this is where I can improve right this is where I can set more powerful agreements with my my clients this is where I can, can learn to communicate better right within my own life and just really just work starting the day creating the space in which I want to operate from right and that's from truth that's transparency right and that's just uh, really harnessing the, the the potential that I have to create the life that I want right and I'm of the philosophy of like give that in which you seek right so I always like to say if you want love just give love right if you want hugs give hugs like this morning I gave my doorman some love do you know and it just oh. continues of uh, how I'm re being received externally is one of uh, in a good place right now I'm in a real good place right yes. now. <laughs> Okay, so we'll open up the floor now. Does anyone have any questions on time management and tools? We've got Alex over here. So, question: You said that you don't pick up, you don't pick up your phone until after you have breakfast and after you meditate. If you don't mind me asking, what time is this? That's a really good question. So, it, it usually is around about nine o'clock. So. Don't start doing business until nine o'clock. That's right. I'm pretty impressed. I wish I can do that, but it's not easy. So, but here's what you have to realize, and I think this this is what's what's most important is that the space you give yourself has residual effect, and you have to recognize that in a morning routine, at night. Amy talked about sleep. I mean, you guys, I, I'm Aaron, I'm a workaholic, and sometimes I fall off the wagon and I'll stay up till two o'clock in the morning, and that's really bad, and I know that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm recovering at this point, I'm really trying to go to bed by midnight. I do work later than, than most, because I find that has been a productive time for me. Um, but the nights that I don't work, and then I, you know, I might have to wake up early in the morning and not get to have that perfect morning routine. You know, we, we do live lives that are gonna have variants. I don't wanna say that I'm doing that every single day, I'd be lying. But when I can do that, I do find that I have the most productive day. Um, it also speaks to, you know, what I mentioned about Saturdays. Like, you need to give yourself that space to think critically, to think about how you're going to better yourself, how you're going to improve your business, how you want to give back to people. If you're go, go, go all the time, you will never get there. So that's really the next level of being able to take a step back and, and you know, thank you. I mean, we live in a world where like, I mean, I think it's probably five years ago that we went to a resort called Marival, which is a wellness facility um, that really kind of started me down this path. And it was just at that moment that people were recognizing that, that these were not necessarily great. And that like there was an acceptance that you didn't have to be on them all the time. That has continued to proliferate every moment of the day as people continue to learn more and more about what these phones are doing to our brains. So in our world, we have a lot of technology. 
that to me have saved my life. Thank you, Sarah. But can you any of you, one of you share what tools you use, what resources, what apps are the best for time management? Yeah. Um, so earlier when she introduced me, uh, a team and I, we started this accountability app called High Tide, H-I-I-T-I-D-E, right? And this is where we set those, those clear, powerful agreements in your own life. And, and then start to root down in your confidence and your clarity and how you want to show up, right? And we just build a, a, a plan that works for you because there's a million ways to get it right, but you're, you're one of one, right? So you're unique. There's one way that works right for you, so that's what we're going to root down in. So that's one of the apps I use personally. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think any time management app is going to work the same. It's really which interface you like and, and what phone you're on and which, which, you know, if you're a Google user or an Outlook user, um, you know, quite honestly, I mean, I, I think that, you know, Google Suite has some great tools and you can use those to your benefit. We have tools internally. Um, I think there are so many out there. It's one that you're going to feel most comfortable with and one that the community of people, if you have to share it with others, can, can get on board with also. Because then if you're working in different productivity tools, it becomes more challenging. Oh, yeah. I love that. And that reminds yeah. me of some responses we've had before about CRMs. The one that you use is actually the one that's going to be the most effective. Exactly. And again, if everyone didn't hear that, high tide. H-I-I-T-I-D-E. <laughs> okay, any other questions? Julia? Um, so Amy kind of touched on like getting sleep and whatnot, and um, we talk a lot about morning routines, but I find like my mornings are actually kind of easier than my evenings because of showings and then because of like you see something or you have a showing agent help you and your client sees something they want to put in an offer. So how do you manage your like 5.30 to like 8.30 time slots, especially with kids, um, but also just in general? Yes, so evening routine is just as important as morning routine. Um, we get home a little bit later, but um, our kids actually wait for us to eat dinner because I think having dinner as a family is really important. And Erin touched on, you know, it's quality over quantity, and we really live by that. So we know we have limited time with our kids, so we want to make sure that the time that we have with them is that we're engaged, we're not on our phones, we're having conversations, we're asking them questions, because the challenge that him and I are in right now with the 10 and the 7-year-old is they're on their phones, too. Um, so that's a new, you know, a, a new arena for us to, uh, uh, to conquer. But... We get home, we have family dinner together, where we're not on our phones, we're having conversations, um, and then we don't work from that like, you know, 6.30 to about 9.30 time period when we're with them. And they remind us all the time if we start to slip up and ha you know try to finish a conversation we were having on the commute home, they'll be like, nope. No work, um, so they keep they keep us on on point really, um, and then once they go to bed, I actually I will engage in my phone in the mornings. So I'm a little <laughs> I'm the opposite of him, but I won't engage in my phone in the evening because I've decided that that's my time for me to wind down, decompress from the day, process everything that happened. I have a lot of conversations during the day, as I'm sure many of you do as well. You're always switching gears, and I find that just by the end of the day, I'm super overstimulated, and I need to just shut down. 
Um, and, and then from there, I go to bed and I wake up early so that I can do the things in the morning um, that I need to do, work out, and engage in my inbox and, and get the day started. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think it's a really good example. You can see like we have very different routines, yeah. but they both work. So my advice, Amy's advice, you know, take, take with it what you want to do for your own personal self. I think what's also really important as it relates to children in general is, is modeling that behavior and making sure that, like, again, if we have a 10 and a 7-year-old, if we're on our phones, they're going to be on their phones. If we tell them to get off their phones or iPads, they're like, well, but you were on your phone. So like, we get held accountable by our kids, and, and, and it is because we have shared with them that we want to be held accountable. And I think having, again, communication within a family, you know, it starts with your significant other, and then as you have kids that get older, um, having that kind of communication and, and what the expectations are as to what kind of electronics you're going to use and how you're going to use that time together. Um, and John, coming to you next, because Julia's question was such a good segue into our third topic, which is roadblocks and challenges to all the time management tools that we just discussed. Yeah. So John, for you, what techniques do you use to remove bad habits and distractions from your day? Um, so I'm just gonna go back to her question too, because I like to set my non-negotiables, right? So it's, it, it get clear, 5.30, 8.30, it's all about you. What do you wanna do, right? And then all of a sudden we, we start to work around that, let other people work around what you wanna do. But what's your one non-negotiable? At this time I'm gonna do this for me, and that's it, it's non-negotiable, right? So that's, I just get clear on what I wanna do, and then just go do that. Okay, and I communicate with powerful agreements on this is what I'm gonna do, right? And I like to create a, a space that revolves around me of people who are really inspired to create the life that they want, right? And I love to hear people's story on what th that consists of. What, what do you want your life to be? Let's continue to root down in that, right? And, and it's quite challenging because it's quite big questions to ask. What do you wanna do with your life, right? And it's like, I'm unsure what I gotta do after this. Okay, but it's like just creating space to get clear on that. And then just every day, those small wins, setting up those non-negotiables. I'm gonna start to do this for me, test it out, right? And experiment what's work, working for you. And then again, run back those tapes. Is this really working for me? Or where can I continue to improve? Because we're growing every single day. We're growing and we're gonna continue to show uh, ourselves to the world, right? And uh, what was the question? <laughs> yeah. I, what, what you're saying reminds me of block. something though. With with realtors, it's always so hard to set those boundaries for yourself, right? Because oh, yeah. the fear is, if I say no to this client, I'm going to lose the business. The so how do you get over that hurdle? Oh, yeah. So when you're saying no to something, you're inherently saying yes to something else, right? So yeah. what is it that you're saying yes to, right? Is it being, is it true to who you are? Is it the truth, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm on the fastest path to the truth. I want to hear what you're saying. Our words create our reality, right? I say what I mean and mean what I say. I give that in which I seek. Right, so I just operate from this place every single day, and I, I like to to set that example again. The modeling behaviors, like I I see who I want to be like. I want to kind of model that behavior, and I want to continue to model that through my actions, right? And then those actions are generally going to lead to your results. And what results are you getting? Are they are you happy with those, right? And how can we continue to improve those? Yeah. I love that. So it's. It's not what you're saying no to, it's what you're saying yes to. Yes, exactly. Awesome. awesome. So, show of hands, how many people have taken a vacation five days or more in the last year? Okay, that's pretty good. And on that vacation, were you really checked out? 
Yeah, I was in Morocco. So I talked about residual effects. So let's talk about vacations as, as a catalyst and an impediment, right? So a vacation for every single day that you are completely out, full day. In my world, I think you get seven days back of full clarity. So if you can take a five-day vacation, you can have almost a month of full clarity. And think about what you can get accomplished within that month. So again, going back to Amy's comment before, setting expectations with your clients. Hey, I'm taking some time off for myself. Here's my team member, or here's you know what you can expect of me. If it has to be that you have to check email for one hour, set up what that time is going to be. But I think that predictive time off, actual vacations where you are checked out, we're talking about logging out of email, logging out of messages, putting airplane mode on and only using that phone for a camera. Um, you know, that, that's the dream. Um, I, will, I will say again, you know, I, Amy said this is not easy. What we're saying is ideal state. Um, there have been vacations where we can do that and we take a full five, seven days, usually it's about five. Five is probably the right, right amount where you come back and it's just like, boom, this idea, boom, that idea. Oh, this client came. And then there are days where we'll take five days and the vacation gets hijacked. You know, sometimes that can happen. But I think if you're intentional and planning for that, to your point, like when you're saying no, you're saying yes. Think about how many no's turn into yeses when you come back with a clear mind. especially because it's so hard for us all to kind of enjoy our vacations when we're actually on them. And you're right, that when you come back, you're so much more energized and your ideas are so much better when you allow yourself that time. Oh, yeah. What kind of questions do we have from all of you? Good morning, everyone. First of all, thank you so much for your knowledge. It's really amazing. I'm actually new to the business and new to everything about this, and I'm absolutely in love. And um, I'm just learning so much, but I do have a question. Everything that has been answered has been kind of generally, and I have received what you've stated even as a new person and new body in this career. However, is there anything special that you might have for someone who is new? You know, thinking back in retrospect about, you know, what you might have done differently or something that you might have changed when you were brand new. I'd love to learn a little bit more about that. Oh, man, I, so I, listen. Just observe, surround yourself with people who have been there before, and just, just observe and listen to them. I think that is the most important thing you can do, is find a mentor, find someone who is willing to give back, um, who, who has seen the challenges that you're going to see, um, and not forming opinions, because I think that it's really about gathering of information, understanding what it is that you like about this business, what you don't, because there really is no other business like real estate. Um, you know, if you would have told me, I mean, 17 years ago that I would sit up here as the CEO of a 60-person company that focuses on working with some of the largest developers in the world, I would have thought you were crazy. But that started with an internship that I had in LA that actually exposed me to Craigslist long before anybody else was exposed to it in Chicago. So I think that you know that's kind of the root of where this starts. 
and then continuing to, to just listen to people. I think listening as a skill is very, very important. And when I say listening, it's not just listening and then coming back with a response. It's listening, processing what you've seen, documenting it, thinking about it, and then using it later on. Yeah. Okay. okay, so keeping up with, keeping along with the topic of roadblocks, what do you do when your roadblock is yourself? <laughs> you are just in your own way. Any advice to get over that mindset? <laughs> Okay, so it sounds like we, we need some clarity, right? And it's, again, it's creating the space to define clarity and what that means for you in your life. So it's literally getting clear on that, and we can do a goal-setting workshop that I usually do, or can have a conversation, but it's like a conversation with yourself. 15 minutes, I'm just going to, again, set aside that time. I'm going to focus on what I want to accomplish, what do I want to achieve, what do I want to see, what do I want to have, what do I want to share with people, right? Just getting clear on your goals. And there's those, those goals just represent somewhere where we want to head to, because, again, there, you can go everywhere, and it, it's, things start to become unclear. So it's a sound, and it's like just, we just need some clarity. So Let's just come back to us, right? There's a million ways to get it right. There's only one of one of you. So let's come back to that. Um, I, would you want to add anything? Sure. Yeah. So I'll jump on the topic of clarity. Um, something that we do at our company is we take clarity breaks. So it's a 45 minute to an hour long period of time that you are pre-scheduling. You put it on your calendar. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. You can put it on your calendar for like a week, a month, just you know, sometime within that month period where you are going to block out time. You're going to step away from your computer. You're going to step away from your phone. There's a theme here. We have to detach from some of this digital stuff that we have going on. And usually what when I take the clarity break, I bring a pen and a, and a notebook, and I sit there. And anything that I'm really stuck on, it's really crazy, but anything that I'm stuck on at that time sort of just starts to come out, free form, let it all out, get all your thoughts down on a piece of paper, and by the time that 45 minutes to an hour is over, you're unstuck on what that thing was that you were stuck on. Um, I think also you have to be really honest with yourself sometimes, and you have to say, like, what is this really about? Why am I stuck on this? Um, and you have to dig deep, and you, you have to get really real with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any other questions? We do. From the perspective of like an associate agent, not like a CEO where you probably have a calendar booked up for the next month, but back when you were just building your business, you're doing like the individual tasks of expanding your, your network and whatnot. What do you do when you get to those points in times, whether it's like through the week or through the month or through the quarter, where you've kind of like closed, you know, you've closed some deals up, you've gotten like a lot of your, you know, ongoing projects done, and then you kind of come to a point where you have like, you're kind of restarting now. You're like, okay, I've closed my, you know, five, 10, however big deals. Um, I'm still working with, you know, Joe and Cindy or whoever, and they're taking five months, six months, and you really can't rush that, those people. How do you like stir the pot and what do you have like specific um, tasks that you can do to kind of like reset and kind of re-prospect and re-like, um, you know, manage your time and kind of stir the pot again? Sure, that's a great question. The key to what you just asked, the key to that answer are the five people that you just closed. 
because we live in a business where if you've done a great job, spending a significant amount of time on that referral network is most important. I think everybody is so interested in the new lead, the new lead that's coming in, a new fresh person who I haven't dealt with before. But if you have that positive experience with them, there are so many different things that you can do with those people, be it connect with them on social media, take them to coffee, go to lunch, you know, and just continue to form that kind of relationship because that's what builds businesses. That's what, I mean, most of the people in this room who have been successful in real estate have done it through a network of different people, but that does come with continuing to have those conversations with the people that have had positive experiences. So if you were gonna set up a list after you've done those five deals, it's what are the things that are gonna, that I, once I close somebody, what are the things that I'm gonna do because that then takes up the work to be able to get more business out of that. Um, I'm a big believer in CRM and using your CRM. Um, so you know, we have a CRM that we use at our company and the more details and information that you can put into your CRM about your clients and organize yourself, that way you can go back and you can look at, I mean, like Aaron said, everybody's always about new, 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 but it's really about thinking about the people that you've worked with in the past. and checking in with them, picking five people you know, every morning that you're just gonna reach out to and say, hey, how's it going? And really asking nothing of them, just saying, just, just saying hello and, and being top of mind with people too, in a very authentic way. I think we all have email marketing, we all have our social media, but just conversing with people, calling them up, sending them a text, thinking about you, hope you're well, being genuine and authentic, and I'm always, if you put things out there, if you put, you know, if you if you start it, if you get it out there, usually like the motion creates more motion. So you just have to keep going. Don't don't say, well, I closed those five deals, so I'm good. That was my goal this month. I'm done now. Um, you just have to keep inspiring yourself to get going. Unfortunately, we're about out of time. So if you want, if there's anything you want to add to close us out, please. Uh, that was that was perfect. I, I think. Uh, she, she hit it right on the head when I was really diving deep into my personal training practice that I grew from 2014 to 2017 by referral only, word of mouth. It wasn't until my wife came in where she's like, do you, need, you have a business card? I'm like, I have a business card, I have a website. Like I create real human to human connection, right? And I figure out how I take my client from, a, instead of getting from one client to 10, it's like how can I take my one client from a six to a 10 in his own life, right? So just creating that experience. And uh, what he was saying, like the, the activation of that referral network, because it's like, who do you know that can benefit from what we just experienced? Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm a sad we have to wrap this up. I feel like we could be here all night with that expert. This is fantastic. Thank you. Can we get one more round of applause for them?